I'm Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers podcast. We're back from the weekend, and I'm here to give you my perspective, not just a breakdown of Steelers versus Colts, but the long-term impact of where I think this game actually holds for how the Steelers are going to look forward into this season and beyond. All that here on the Monday episode of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Again, I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find the show on the Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Odyssey, especially on YouTube. If you're watching this video on YouTube, hit the like button in the video if you enjoyed. Hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel to get all of your of our daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making us your first podcast listen every day because we are your team every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is just daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players and if they score more or less than their prize picks projections you could up to 10 times your money on any entry first time users can receive up to a 100 instant deposit match uh, up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N locked on at prizepicks.com or download the prize picks app. As I said, we welcome you back from the weekend. We hope you had a great Thanksgiving, a great everything to your day. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube or if you're not watching YouTube, uh, welcome to my new space. Uh, this is no longer the wooden panel background of a 1970s a Pittsburgh interior decorating. So y'all could stop saying I live in a sauna on YouTube. Thanks for everyone who did that. Um, this has been in the works for a while. Pardon our dust, please, because we're still very much, I'm still very much in the middle of fixing up this room. It took a long time to soundproof it and to make sure I had everything right for the specs that I needed because it took a while for me to set up that other studio to make that work when I did make it work. So I wanted to make sure things were right. We're still not perfect here. So if the sound's not perfect or if you're like, why is there nothing on the wall behind you? Deal with it. I'm dealing with it. It's, it's going to be fixed when I fix it, but we get in there. Point is, we get to talk some Steelers football now. Now, going into this game, Steelers-Colts, we, you know, we're not trying to, I'm not trying to paint some illusion that the Steelers are on some playoff path right now. They're not. Uh, you know, the, the, their chances to go to the playoffs, I thought they, they hinged a lot on beating the Bengals last week. Had they done that, I think they could have set themselves up for a chance to have a really good run and give themselves the space to have two losses in their final six games. Uh, but, or seven games, excuse me, but uh, now they have to, they can only have one loss in that stretch. And that's where I think that they fall, they, they, they fall short there. I do think, I still feel confident that this team does find a way to at least get to eight wins by the end of the season. But now I find it tough to see them finishing nine and eight when they need to, again, lose all but one game. And they have to play the Ravens twice, um, you know, and, and they get the Browns. We'll see what they look like with Deshaun Watson. But all that aside, I think this game has bigger significance because it's a point in the season where I think that we've seen Mike Tomlin's Steelers go through several times and come out on top. And I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not talking about playoff games. I'm not talking about, you know, the, the final game of the season all the time. I'm talking about there's there's always been like a turning point in the season where if the Steelers lost that game, the entire season would be lost. When was the last time you were a Steelers fan and you went into week 17 or 18 now because, you know, we extended the season by a year here at the NFL. But when was the last time that you went into 
the last week of the NFL season with zero hope the Steelers could make the playoffs, knowing that they were just, this was the last game. That's it. Not no crazy scenario can happen to get the Steelers into the playoffs. It's been a while. I believe it's actually been spin since 2003, no 2006. That since that happened. And that was Bill Cowers last year, last year, it might've happened in 2013, but I think that there was technically still in 2012 and 2013, there were still technically ways the Steelers could have made it into the playoffs. Heck there were ways in 2019. Um, but this is a chance for the Steelers to kind of get get their season at least back into a perspective of hey they can they can still be a competitive team when things are working out and at 3 and 7 you're facing a very beatable Indianapolis Colts team but you look back over the years and I started looking back over the seasons during this uh during this Thanksgiving Day weekend and I started looking back and thinking like man how many times have they been in this situation where it's like, hey, either you win this game or the season falls apart and then you start to have nothing to play for? And Mike Tomlin Steelers have never had nothing to play for. And that's kind of crazy to think about when you think about the NFL with teams like the Saints, the Chiefs and a lot of a lot of the, the, the teams out there that have had it that have been in that situation and kind of just had to trudge through the end of a season. And Grant, like I said, the Steelers aren't exactly some playoff contender right now. But they are a team that does have a path to find a way to still get a winning record. Slim path, but a path nonetheless. Um, you look back even to last year after they get, they lost to the Vikings. They were six six and one. A lot of people. They, they, there was a very slim path to the playoffs. They were facing the Titans after that. The, the Titans, the Chiefs, the Browns, um, who were you know were you know thought to be the up and comers. A lot of people predicted them to be Super Bowl contenders going into that season. And then they finished at they they finished on the road against the Ravens. And they went three and one during that stretch with their one loss being to the Chiefs. But in those games, they, they were able to they were able to find wins. You go back to 2019 when they were they were uh, five and five after losing to the Cleveland Browns in on Thursday Night Football when Miles Garrett you know attacked Mason Rudolph with a helmet. A lot of people thought, man, they're they're about to play the Bengals. They got to play the Browns again. Then they got to play the Cardinals with Kyler Murray. Then they got the Bills, the Jets, and the Ravens. There's no way that they'll be able to you know the, this is the year that Mike Tomlin has a losing season. Well, they beat the Bengals, Browns, and Cardinals. Get to eight and five. Granted, they lost the last three, but they gave themselves something to play for when everyone when it was when it was looking like this this could be the sinking ship of you know the first this Mike Tomlin's first losing season uh and again I still think that they actually do have a losing season this year at this point because again I thought they would have beaten the Bengals they lost by seven in that game but I do think that, that that this is this is a time for that but again you look back to all the other years where they've kind of stood up and prevented that from happening um you know there was the in 2018, even when they had Ben Roethlisberger. And I think this was the last year we kind of saw Ben Roethlisberger, you know, have an arm that was comparable to what he was in his prime. Uh, but they lost three straight in November, and oh no, well three straight from November to early December, and they were they fell to seven and five after a seven and two start. And people were wondering, now you got Tom Brady coming to town, and then you got to play Drew Brees. You know, how are you going to get out of that? Well, they beat Tom Brady in their own house, and that kind of reset things for a little bit. Granted, they did make the playoffs that year, but they did finished nine six and one um you go back to 2016 and i talked we talked about arthur Motes about this on this very show they lost four in a row mid-season they were four and five everyone was thinking that this was the end this was the falling off the steelers and they reeled off seven straight to get to the playoffs and two more in the playoffs uh to get to the afc championship 2014 they lost to the saints 32 to 35 and were seven and five with a very slim path to the playoffs they went out winning the division um, and in impressive fashion. And then uh, also 2013, you look at there, they lose, they lose uh, to the Ravens and the Dolphins 
late in the year and they're five and eight, they have to win all three games to get to a 500 record. And they did that for some, whatever it is about Mike Tomlin's teams, they've found a way to bounce back in these, in these types of moments. And this is absolutely this moment. Like this is, this isn't a, if, if, if they lose this game, fire everybody game, but it is, this is if they lose this game, they're going to be in the, the place of there's no there's basically they, they'd have to win out at that point to to manage a winning record this season. But I, I really think this is this is the time when it's like, OK, you know what's at stake. You know who's in front of you. You know what you have to do. And this isn't you know, you're not you're not up against the Kansas City Chiefs. You're not up against the Buffalo Bills, you're not up against the Eagles right now who are, you know, are like, you know, just like those two teams. They're, they're the top teams in, in the NFL. You have a chance to beat a beatable opponent to get back on track. Um, you got back-to-back away games, and if you and if you win those games, you kind of reset yourself, give yourself a chance in this in this second half of the season. But I think it's also interesting to look back historically compared to this team now to see how those games are won and how I think these next few games need to be won. We'll talk about that in just a minute here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Don't go anywhere, but first. We got to talk to you guys about Audible. Y'all know about Audible. If you don't know about Audible, get your life together because it's one of the best ways to listen to audiobooks out there. But Audible is also releasing a new slate of football podcasts that we're sure that you're going to love. That's why you'll be able to find Block Forever available as a bonus episode on Locked On NFL right now. So go to the Locked On NFL channel. If you haven't yet on, on anywhere that you find Locked On Steelers, you'll find Locked On NFL. But you can also listen to Block Forever as a bonus episode right now. Block Forever is a brand new podcast from former NFL All-Pro Ryan Khalil on, and, and Audible. Khalil takes the conversation about football to the next level. He gives football fans an insider's looks at the game through the eyes of the greatest players and personalities of all time. New episodes of Block Forever will be recorded and released every week ahead of Thursday Night Football. Head over to Locked On NFL for a sneak peek of Block Forever to, or catch the full series available anywhere you get your podcasts. Audible. Get in the game. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We're continuing to talk Steelers, Colts, but also, again, the importance of this game. When I look back at those years when the Steelers made a turnaround from Mike Tomlin. It was their defense that made those turnarounds happen, even in years that they weren't that good at defense. Like last year, they had the worst rushing defense in the NFL. The first time they did that since like 1945 or something like that. And it was still the defense that stood up in that game and in those games and found ways to win. You know, the Titans, you know, they were a good team last year. They held the Titans to 13 points. The Browns cut, come to Pittsburgh. They hold them to 14 points. They play the Ravens in, in Baltimore. They hold them to 13 points, granted with a backup quarterback. But still, we see plenty of backup quarterbacks, you know, put up some good points on, on teams in the, in the NFL. It was the defense that got them those last three wins that pushed them to a 9-7-1 record that got them to, to the playoffs. It was the same thing. Uh, you know, in, in 2018, in 20, um, excuse me, in 2019, when they were playing with Devlin Hodges and uh, Mason Rudolph, the defense carried in the whole season. But especially when they were five and five, they needed, they needed three straight wins to, to get to, to get to eight wins. Uh, they allowed 10 points to the Bengals in a win. They allowed 13 points to the Browns in the win. And they allowed 17 points to the Kyler Murray led Cardinals in, in, in a win. 
Um, you go back to 2018, uh, 2018, when they played and they beat the Patriots late in the season there to kind of balance themselves out. They only allowed 10 points to Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. That was that was something there. Uh, you go back to 2016. Uh, you look at some of these wins here. Nine points to the Browns, seven points to the Colts, 14 points to the Giants, 20 points to the Bills, 20 points to the Bengals. And then there were a few times later in the season where they, they did give up some points to the to the Ravens, to the Ravens and the Browns. But um, the defense also holding the Dolphins and the Chiefs to 12 and 16 points in the playoffs. The defense has been the resilient part of Mike Tomlin's best stands to avoid losing seasons and even get the Steelers to the playoffs. The question is, can they do it this year? Now, if you look at what the Steelers have done defensively um, this year, they're not overly great. They're not the elite group that I said they needed to be uh, for this team to be a playoff team. And frankly, I think that's tied to a lot of what's going on right now. And yes, that's not that's not about just a, you know every it's not saying that guys like uh Mika Fitzpatrick and Cam Hayward aren't fighting hard but obviously TJ Watt not being there will make you not an elite defense um with how with how great he's been uh, and a lot of this defense was built around him being being able to be there but you look at the Steelers defensive rankings right now they're giving up the seventh the seventh fewest rushing yards in the NFL uh fifth fewest when it comes to yards per attempt um, but they are they are giving up the most passing touchdowns in the NFL, the, the second most uh, passing yards in the NFL, and you see inconsistencies there. But I, I look at this at these upcoming games as an opportunity for them to kind of set the record straight about a few things there. They're good. one, they're get, they've gotten the guys back healthy. This is why I said that the last game against the Bengals I felt was a, a game plan letdown because it wasn't their biggest playmakers that weren't making plays. It was that their scheme was getting exposed and that Joe Burrow was picking at the role players on defense. And this is a defense that when you have that many skilled you know, star players – those star players are supposed to do enough to make it so that you're the role players who might have bigger weaknesses to pick at don't get picked at. And that's not what happened against the Bengals. But you look at some of the games that they have down, down the stretch here. And you see a lot of teams that I think fit right into the mold of being a team that, that, that that you can battle with Um, you know, the Colts being a prime example of that, the Colts right now um, offensively, you, you think that with Jonathan Taylor and Quentin Nelson and that, and that offense, they'd be running the ball on everybody. Well, they're the 26th ranked rushing team right now, 25th in yards per attempt. They haven't been that good on, uh, they have been, they've been terrible on the offensive side of the ball. Heck, they rank higher in passing and in, in passing numbers uh, in the, in those respects, uh, as far as, as far as yards, uh, um, you know, yards, yards per game and then yards per attempt. But I, I look at this again and say, hey, you got an opportunity to beat that team there with this with this defense to stand up. You know, Terrell Austin, Brian Flores, Mike Tomlin, they were the group that was that was going to bring this group together. And yes, again, losing TJ Watt hurts, but you still got Devin Bush who's playing better football this year. You brought in Larry Ogunjobi, who's playing good, better football than what you had next to Cam Hayward last year. Alex Highsmith has improved. Uh, you kept you 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 kept around. Uh, you know, Cam Sutton, Levi Wallace, you kept around a Keller Witherspoon, although he's out for this game. Uh, you know, you've got veterans at the, in the cornerback room. Terrell Edmonds is still there. Minka Fitzpatrick's there. You know, this is a chance for you to dominate against some teams like the Colts, like the Falcons, like the Ravens, like the Panthers. And I'd say the Ravens not dominate. The Ravens are going to be one of their tougher teams. But you have this defense has to be the defining part of, I think, what pushes the Steelers back into the conversation of, oh, they might actually finish at or around 500 this year. Because right now at three and seven, you're not in that conversation. You know, a lot of people are picking the Steelers to probably lose most of their games the rest of the way. I don't know if, that, if that's going to happen. Because again, I think this team can beat a lot of the teams, but they end up, ha- they have to, they have to find a way to, to do that. Otherwise they'll, they will be in those conversations. And for me, 
again, this comes down to, you know, game planning. Well, this comes down to the execution of the players on the field. And this isn't necessarily a fireball moment, but I think that this is something that can springboard into, into a successful season next year. I, I sat there and I covered the pit football, the pit football team in the end of 2020, they went winless in October and then they went three and one in November back in that year. And that was Kenny Pickett's next to last season. And with that strong finish, Kenny Pickett could have gone to the NFL that year, but he says, you know what? No, this team's got potential. We, we had a really strong finish. Let's springboard that into a, a really great 2021. And that's when Pitt won the ACC championship that year. That's the best year that Pitt football has had since like the eighties. Um, Point being, the Steelers, not that they're the same thing as pit football and not that they're going to follow the same trajectory, but you can ride a similar wave there. You've got a young team that's looking to just spring. They're, look, they're looking for the spark. They're looking to feed off of positive energy, whether it's Kenny Pickett, Najee Harris, Pat Fryermuth, um, even uh, even guys who are still in their mid-20s like Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, you know, I think that there's there's plenty of guys who they want to feed off this positive energy. They want to be part of this, you know, start the next generation of Steelers that have a strong record uh, year to year and are always competitive and always in the, the hunt to win the AFC North and always in, in, in the, you know, the playoff conversations, but to get there, they need a spark. And it might be that this, this is the spark that kind of sets up the, you know what they, they, you know, maybe they can be competitive because they finished eight, nine this year. And, you know, eight of those wins were, or, you know, five of those eight wins came in the last, you know, month and a half of the season or so. But if they're going to get there, it starts with beating a team like the Colts that hasn't been consistent. Matt Ryan, you got Matt Ryan at quarterback. You got a new head coach in, in Jeff Saturday. You got, a, you got a, a rushing offense that hasn't figured itself out. You do have a better defense there than most teams in the NFL. But still, you have to find ways to win. And it has to be, this, I think it has to be the Steelers defense that, that, that kind of sets the tone there. And if they set the tone, it takes the pressure off of Najee Harris and Kenny Pickett and those guys. And I guess I should have said Kenny Pickett with the young guys as well while I was talking about that. But you get my point. These are young guys that are looking to feed off of that energy. And that's how you set up a good path for them to ride into next season is by starting again with winning th this game and these games down the stretch here. Because if you, if you hit a stride there, it gives yourself confidence and it allows yourself to, it allows these guys to believe in what you're doing here. And I think that's part of Mike Tomlin's mystique. And I know there's a lot of people out there that think, oh, well, he hasn't won a playoff game in the last five years or whatever. So he can't, he, he, he doesn't deserve any credit. Well, part of, part of getting your team, you know, getting your team playoff wins is getting them to the playoffs in the first place. And he's done that a lot in his career because in these types of moments, they've not folded. And this is why I think that's why I tell people all the time. And I was just chatting with my friend, Dave Damashek about this um, on, you know, you know, when we, we, we catch up with each other on occasion and the importance of not tanking is actually huge because you want guys who in these moments know what it's like to 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 stand to stand up and be the people that hold the line and stop your team your your team and your season from falling completely apart. And listen, the Steelers season has fallen apart, and there's no no one saying that it's falling. No one says that this is where they want to be, but they still have the chance to turn things around. And this is, I think, is the point where if they make this stand here. They take that forward, and that's what allows them to say, "Hey, you know what? Next year, that you're paying more in, in free agency. You're finding ways to build to build around guys. You're using those top draft picks uh, that you got, including the Bears draft pick, which continues to get better and better every single week that they lose. I'm really curious to see how high that pick can get this year. Uh, but 
point being, you'll have a chance with a lot of young, other young guys and a lot, a lot of new phases next year when you try to pay to, to kind of refix the roster a little bit, make sure that you have you make sure you shore up some of the weaknesses that have been there this year. And then maybe you that's when you start your run. Maybe that's when you say, hey, you know what? You're 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 a better running football team because now you've invested in the offensive line. Najee Harris is in his third year. He'll know more about how to handle situations. He'll be more just to the NFL. Kenny Pickett will be in his second year. He'll be more just to the NFL. And the defense, again, you're gonna have your playmakers out there. Most likely you're gonna have Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, and Mika Fitzpatrick still. And maybe you still have Alex Highsmith. Maybe Devin Bush is still around. And maybe he's playing better the way he is. And if you've invested in a top corner or another defensive playmaker they're adding to that there's a lot of things that i really think could work in the steelers favor but again before we even get there they have to beat this colts team tonight on monday night football in indianapolis if they don't i think it sets a terrible tone for the rest of the season and that you might see the first time that the steelers look disinterested in trying to finish the season under mike Tomlin. we'll talk about specifically what goes into that matchup in just a minute here on the lockdown steelers podcast so don't go anywhere but first we got to talk to you guys about prize picks. Now, if you don't know about prize picks, I've said it a bunch here, but prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. When you go and you go to prize picks and you're trying to win money, most daily fantasy options will try to force you to pick a pick an entire team of players again in a pool of millions of people who are competing against you. But prize picks, it's a lot easier and a lot faster than that. All you do, you pick two to five players that you think you know how their fantasy day is going to go. Then prize picks has a projection. All you have to do is say for that stat, that prize picks has projected they have more or less than that stat and you can make as many entries as you want in prize picks and if you win you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry you're not competing against others it's just guessing right on more or less picks against prize picks and prize picks doesn't just do the nfl they also do nba nhl college sports and so much more so download prize picks today or go to the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports there on prize picks and first time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on that's L O C K E D O N locked on to get your 100 your 100% instant deposit match up to $100 at prize picks go to prizepicks.com or download the prize picks app today Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We're wrapping up the show today talking Steelers Colts specifically. I talked about the significance of what I think needs to happen in this game or what I think it needs to happen for the Steelers to kind of carry themselves moving forward and the longevity, the importance of the longevity, how it connects to not only how the Steelers could move forward after this season, you know, toward the end of the season, but also after the season and how they've moved forward uh, with previous seasons, but also you look at this game against the Colts, and I think that this is a prime opportunity for the defense to set a tone. This is not a good offense. You don't have a, 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 a you know a phenom quarterback like Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen that you're going up against. You don't have a young prodigy that's that's building in an offense like Joe Burrow or Jalen Hurts or one of those guys in the NFL. You have a group that's very much the, the Colts. They've been beaten up, and they've been trying to figure things out themselves. They've had some good moments. They've had some inspiring moments under Jeff Saturday, but this needs to be a moment where the defense dominates. Don't let Jonathan Taylor get going. Don't let Matt Ryan you know, connect on big plays to Alec Pierce or Michael Pittman. Get after this team. This is also a team that's missing Shaq Leonard on defense, and granted, that defense is still ranked as one of the better defenses in the NFL, but I think on both sides of the ball, one, stop the run. Don't let Jonathan Taylor beat you 
force those third and longs. When you force those third and longs, that pass rush got to get home. This got to be a game where Alex Highsmith, TJ Watt, Larry Ogunjobi, Cam Hayward, those four, they are getting after it. Matt Ryan is breathing and you're bring, and you're and you're wrecking havoc in the backfield. You do that and you put yourself in a very strong position to be able to, to win this game. And I think, again, on offense, you're going back. You're saying, hey, don't turn the ball over. Kenny Pickett, I think he started to understand that recipe of how to avoid the turnovers while still making enough plays to kind of keep drives alive. He's been doing better at that. Still not where you want him to be ultimately, of course. But he's getting better at that. Again, two 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 straight games with no interceptions. This is a game where I think if the Steelers find a way to run the ball, it sets a really good tone for the rest of the season. The Colts are one of the better run defenses in, in, in the NFL right now, but they're not really one of the best. The Steelers currently rank seventh in run defense right now when it comes when it comes to uh, uh, the NFL. The Colts they rank twelfth in they rank twelfth in yards right uh, right now. But they also rank second in yards in yards per attempt. So this is going to be if Najee Harris finds a way to get going against these guys, it sets them out for a good a good chance to go on a run against teams like the Falcons, like the Ravens, like the Panthers, like the Raiders, like the Browns. I think that there, there's there's something there to that. So on one side of the ball. I think this needs to be a game where TJ Watt finds a way to take over. It doesn't have to necessarily be TJ Watt, but if if he is allowing others to kind of take over the game, if he's, you know, like how Alex Highsmith in the first game had three sacks or whatever, this needs to be a game like that where the Steelers defense rises up and shows it's the dominant form of defense that was expected to be part of this year when they, everyone thought when the defense was thought to be a fully healthy unit for the entire season. Um, again, it comes down to stopping Jonathan Taylor. The you know we we had uh, uh, Zach Smith of Locked On Colts on here on on the crossover Thursday episode for Thanksgiving, and he talked about how the offensive line hasn't been working for the Colts. I think this is a game where you have to thrive off that dysfunction, beat them, beat them at their weaknesses that they've shown on tape, find ways to exploit that, get after them, be, you know, be physical, be at the point of attack and be detailed in your work. They do those things. I think that they dominate the trenches and they find a way to kind of disrupt what the things that the Colts like to do when they have one. But offensively, I think it's a similar thing. Don't let that defensive front get, you know, get, you know, get, get in the backfield as much. Let Najee Harris start running downhill, let him wear guys down. And then, that sets up Kenny Pickett again with easier reads in how to attack attack the field because then the Colts are going to have to sell up to stop the run at times. And here's the thing about the Colts defense right now is that they're 12th against the run, but they're also sixth against against the pass right now when it comes to yard yards allowed. So if, if I'm the Steelers, I'm finding ways to make Kenny Pickett stay easier. I'm not trying to test too much with this with this Colts defense as far as being too risky too early unless the running game isn't going and then you got to switch things up but I truly think a simpler game plan of run the ball run play action have two three options out there for Kenny Pickett is a nice way to ease him into this game let him make the right decisions and let him feel out how he's going to be able to help the Steelers here but again this game needs to be on the defense if the defense is giving up 30 points in this game you know unless it's like you know those are all coming from special teams and offensive you know turnovers you know galore this need that that's a that'll be a serious whoa moment where it's like where is this defense going why can't it fix itself right now but this is a game where i think the steelers they have to find a way to stand up as i said before on the friday episode with jenna harner which you can go back and listen to where we broke down all of the games for week 12 i think this is a game that they figure out and they find a win my final score prediction is 24 to 10 now that i've had time to kind of go back over and things i think the steelers offense does find a way to get points on the board i think the steelers defense sets a really good tone i think that they they're able to get after it and it won't be a saving grace game that, that everyone's like oh the steelers are back but it's a, it'll be a game where we say like you know what 
this was the this was the game. This was the defense that that was expected to be there this year. And, you know, if they can play that way, I think it puts them in a really good spot. And I think that it gives the Steelers a chance to say, hey, there is something here. There is something to build upon, because, again, you're trying to find the foundation, not just the players themselves, but a foundation of an identity that you can carry forward. We were there was hopes for the Steelers to find that identity this year. The defense, we knew what they would be, but when they lost T.J. Watt, we were like, we don't know what that'll be. But there was a hope the Steelers' offense would find an identity. Maybe they have in running the football um, when it comes – maybe because we've seen how they've run the ball in back-to-back weeks. They do it again this week. I think it's a good chance that this is the kind of the tone that they set for, set for themselves moving forward. But, again, starts Monday night football. Tune in to Monday night football. Uh, and if you're local in the Pittsburgh area, that will be on Channel 11 WPXI uh, where Jenna Hart works and I do a lot of work as well. Thanks again for tuning into the Locked On Steelers podcast. We'll be get breaking down everything on about from Monday Night Football game right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast right after the game. Don't so don't go anywhere. Don't do anything crazy. Uh, just a you know, win or lose, we will have a show for you right here on this show, breaking things down, win or lose, what happened with the Pittsburgh Steelers and their path forward afterwards. Again, I'm Chris Carter of Locked On Steelers Podcast. Thanks so much for checking in on our on our show. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Rate the, start, rate the show five stars on Apple Podcasts. If you want to help us out, give us a positive comment with that five-star review, and you get a shout-out at the end of the show. Thanks again, everybody. Have a happy Monday, and we'll see you after Steelers versus Colts on Monday Night Football. 